Hello, readers of Every Word, and welcome to Every Word 365. I'm your host, Christina Munoz Madsen, and today we're reading 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1 1 specifically states that the Apostle Peter was the author of 2 Peter. Peter's authorship of this book has been challenged more than that of any other book in the New Testament. However, the early church fathers found no good reason to reject it. We find no good reason to reject Peter's authorship of 2 Peter. As for the date of the writing, it was written toward the end of Peter's life. Since Peter was martyred in Rome during the reign of Nero, his death must have occurred prior to AD 68. He very likely wrote this book between AD 65 and 68. The purpose of this writing, Peter was alarmed that false teachers were beginning to infiltrate the churches. He called on Christians to grow and become strong in their faith so that they could detect and combat the spreading apostasy. He strongly stressed the authenticity of the Word of God and the sure return of the Lord Jesus. When we hear these concerns about false teachings in the Bible, I tend to think of extreme thoughts and ideals like child sacrifice or even the golden calf. But if you really think about our world right now, think about all the heretical teachings out there. You've probably heard of Scientology, which is big in Los Angeles, but there are so many other so-called religions out there and many in the younger generations are finding them appealing. If you're not familiar, I'm including several links about things like universalism, which is the belief that everyone will eventually be saved. And there's also ultra-universalism and Unitarian universalism. Christian science includes new ideas about spirituality and health, similar to the unity movement, which is part of the new thought movement and teaches that the power of our thoughts create our own reality. The one that really concerns me is the new Bethel church, which falls under the new apostolic reformation movement, which is unbiblical and spiritually dangerous. Apparently part of this thought is to prove that you're filled with faith is the ability to produce gold dust and angel feathers that fall from the ceiling. And while that may sound silly or far-fetched to us, I do know of at least one gathering of that belief here in central Arkansas. So we need to be careful to think that this kind of stuff doesn't happen in our own backyards. As a parent, what's most concerning to me is the number of young people leaving the church. I'm including some articles on it for further reading, but I feel like it all comes down to the next generation wanting to do what feels good as opposed to what's right. My poor kids, I'm sure, are tired of me teaching them to do what's right and not what feels good, but I just believe that's one of the most important lessons we can teach them. If we want our religion to also feel good, it might be easy to turn away from this Bible. Because even though I believe that this, the Bible, is absolute truth, I also know that it's not easy to do all that's called of me on a daily basis, but it is so worth it. Going back to the got questions, practical applications, certainly as Christians in the 21st century, we are nearer our Lord's return than the first century Christians to whom this letter was written. Through television and other means of mass communications, mature Christians are aware that many charlatans are parading as true Christian leaders and that immature Christians have been taken in by their quackery and false interpretation of scriptures. It behooves all born-again Christians to be so grounded in the word that we will be able to discern truth from error. The same prescription for growth in faith that Peter gave in 2 Peter 1, 5 through 11, when applied to our lives, will assure us also a rich reward in the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The foundation for our faith is and always will be the same word of God that Peter preached. And here are a few of my nuggets from this book. 
1, 3 through 4, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Have you ever thought about the corruption in this world being caused by our evil desires? Yikes! 2 Peter 3.9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, our time is not God's time. Kind of reminds me of that verse in Isaiah that we kept repeating in the Old Testament, right? My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. You remember that one, right? I kind of said it a lot. 2 Peter 3, 18, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. The key word here is knowledge with its related words occurring at least 13 times in the short book of 2 Peter. That wraps up another book of the New Testament. You're doing great. I'm including the Bible Project overview video, of course. Tomorrow is the first of three letters from John. Don't give up now. We are so close to finishing. Happy reading. This podcast is made possible by Travel with Friends. Make your New Year's goals a reality and travel with friends. They have a plethora of travel opportunities to choose from. See the ministry of Paul the Apostle firsthand and take a relaxing cruise of the Aegean Sea in April. Experience the world's most iconic architecture and cuisine of Italy in May. Take a cruise through Alaska in July. Don't let 2024 go by without taking a trip with Travel with Friends. And of course, there's more information in the podcast description.